Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And we're back for another episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We've discussed a number of paint companies, Pantone. They release colors of the year every year. And we've discussed how it's a marketing thing for them. It's also interesting to hear their predictions for the colors that will be trending um, in, in design in the year to come. We just learned that Yankee Candle, the ubiquitous candle brand that's been around forever, if, you know, you can find it in Walmart, you can find it in mom and pop Coles. shops, Coles. Coles. And Yankee Candle. Coles. Coles. Yankee Candle store. Coles. Coles. <laughs> Yankee Candle also Yankee Candle I'm also not. has their own stores in in various malls. Yes. Right. People Yankee Candle is popular throughout the country. And they're I believe the first candle brand to come out with the scent of the year. Is that mm-hmm. correct? I, I haven't heard of any other scents of the year. Yeah, I can't I don't know that we can say it definitively, but um, it does seem like it's the first and the first that we're hearing about it. And we thought that was kind of interesting that they're jumping on that of the year bandwagon. Mm -hmm. Should I cue a drum roll? What is this elusive (laughs) scent? You can cue a drum roll. Yankee Candle's scent of the year is called Awaken. And... And? uh, I'll just read the description. With the clarity and brilliance of an uncut diamond. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just tell me what it smells like? (laughs) Don't know what that has to do with a a candle. Um, But that's the problem with this. And I'm going to get to it in a second. Marketing. (laughs) I understand that you can have a pink color of the year because you can see the pink color. I can't smell this. And they want you to buy it. Smell un. Smell unsmelled. Smell unsmelled. Scent unsmelled. Scent unsmelled. Yeah, scent unsmelled. Okay, so with the clarity and brilliance of an uncut diamond, (laughs) Awaken provides a bright vision for the new year with a sparkling fragrance of unique mineral and soft wood notes. What are those? What are those notes? Would you like to hear? Sheer peony and crystal freesia. Sheer peony, crystal freesia. Just say peony. Crystal freesia. That, that's got to be a flower. A freesia is a freesia, freesia flower. flower. The, those are the top notes. The mid notes are clary sage, essential oil, orchinox, which bless. I don't know what that is. Driftwood. <laughs> I really want my my house to smell like wood. I know. So Driftwood with base notes. Base notes. These sound nicer. White amber, patchouli, and mineral. Oh, I hate patchouli. Yeah, this sounds like maybe a hobo candle. <laughs> this is such a gobbledygook of notes i'm just like i don't know what this smells like so i don't know if i'm gonna buy it yeah yeah i mean this is my problem with it is you just put some flowery language on it and expect people to know what they're buying right right and maybe maybe you know this is more of a brick and mortar push for them is like they're hoping people come into their stores smell the candle you know the hype surrounds this candle of the year so people it draws people into the store you know maybe that's all this is are you both candle burners now? Uh, yes. You are? Big time. Hell yeah. Okay. What, what are your go-tos? Do you have go-to scents that you guys like? or I know what I yes. don't like. You know what you don't like, but what, like, say, what, what is the smell that you, you're trying to create, the, the profile? Well, recently it was um, 
pine tree because it was Christmas okay. and I wanted my home to smell like that. But um, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't give that's you an right. adjective. But do you do you burn one that's like a cookie dough one for Christmas? Or that s- makes me feel unsafe. No, I don't like those. I don't like vanilla and I don't like anything too tropical smelling. Right. Natalie, what's your what's your go-to scent? Uh, my current favorite candle is, it's actually from Target, which shocked me because I've spent, you know, I like Diptyque candles. Those are pretty pricey. Um, but I found this one at Target. It's Rose, um, Cedar. I smelled that at Target. It's, I love it. Yeah. It smelled pretty good. It They're, burns they have so a, well. They have a few I like. I feel like both of you, just knowing your personalities, you've probably, when you purchase candle, you probably smell, I would guess, on the order of 50 candles before settling on one. <gasps> How dare correct. you? No, that is that is correct. I don't take offense to that because that is 100% correct. I am so... Not I, 50. I know, Natalie. I know you. I mean, I know that you guys would smell every candle on the shelves <laughs> oh, and yeah. say before settling and I, on... And I relish it. I enjoy it. I... I took some time. I, when I went to Target, I was like, I'm going to take 15 minutes and I'm going to smell this every is... candle and I'm going to analyze <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy it because it's a sensual experience and I like creating, you know. Sensual experience. Sensual. So this is like a me time. Did you turn out the lights when <laughs> Hell, in Target? Yes. Draw a bath. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just about finding a scent that makes you feel safe. And okay. Oh. The rose, I mean, anything rose really speaks to me. There's YouTubers who will smell candles Candle and burn them and describe them. Huh. Um, yeah, okay. I've, I've watched a few. Uh, to your earlier point about our, my personality and Natalie's personality, I did watch a few YouTube videos when I was trying to figure out um, a candle to buy online, scent uh-huh. unsmelled. Yeah, I guess, I mean... I, I, well, I trusted somebody else who uh, had gotten good reviews for his... His candle His sm- candle sniffing. reviews, yeah. Huh. It's very meta. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. So in today's video, I have a candle haul for you guys. Candle haul. Very big fall candle haul. Candle haul. Do we have a sense? I mean, this is maybe going... A sense. A, 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 sen- a, a sense of the scent. No, how many, how many candles does Yankee Candle have in their stores? Is it like 100, 500? I would wager like closer to 500 than, than 100. 500 yeah. different scents. Yankee Candle has so many scents. <laughs> okay, I, be- I believe you. I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to gauge. Because I know when I walk by it, say in a mall or something like that, you can smell So it I just sure. looked up some of Yankee Candle's strangest scents. Um, can I read <laughs> some of these to you guys? Uh, what do you think... What do you think Angel's Wings smells oh, like? Oh, come on. That's going to be a baby powder, which I also cannot stand. Yeah. Can Can you find some that maybe we could just like understand right off the bat, like chocolate chip ice cream? or? Yeah, know, there's one called Celebrate, which has a picture of a birthday cake on the front of it. So that probably is like a like birthday cake. cake scent. Vanilla. Yeah, but vanilla. Our... Um, Eric. Yes? What do you think North Pole smells like? Oh, come on, Natalie. You're killing me. North Pole? Top- Santa? Top <laughs> smells like Santa. I have no idea. You're not giving him what he wants. <laughs> it smells like eucalyptus, wintergreen, spearmint, peppermint, vanilla, and tonka bean. Okay. That doesn't sound good. And I, I, again, so you yeah, want I, something that's like uh, cafe al fresco, for example. Yeah. Does it smell like coffee? I think so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, sure. I'd consider that. Okay. Sweet, sweet maple chai. Sure. I love chai. 
Okay. Well, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Okay. Sweet maple chai candle it is. How do you keep your candle from burning just out down the center? That's called tunneling, and the first burn matters the most. Whoa. Okay. Wow. I need I need you to come over and uh, maybe give s- problem. S- some candle consulting. Yeah. The first burn you should burn for like at least two hours. It depends on the size of the candle, but like the first burn should definitely be a long burn. Um, so you make sure that the, the wax goes all the way around. So it's not because once it has like a muscle memory. So once that first burn... You know, if it's a short burn, then it's going to tunnel. Who knew? <laughs> Natalie with the candle. Maybe we should just do a candle podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'd love that, but I don't know if everyone Where else Natalie would. can wax poetic. <laughs> there you candles. go. hey Okay, we've talked about it enough. I want to smell this damn awakened candle now. Bless. I want to know when it smells I like. I know. Bless. Maybe we should ask Yankee Candle to send us one, and then we can do like a live Hall on the podcast, and we can yeah. just describe it, and we can give our honest opinions about it. Yeah. Yankee Candle, if you're listening, our address yeah. is podcast at realtor.com, and then we'll send you our physical address. Yes. We published a story this week on uh, some missile silos that were for sale. This is not the first missile silo story that we've done. Is that correct, Eric? That is very correct. Yeah, uh, we did missile silo stories, I want to say, like seven or eight years ago. Okay, so can you just kind of paint a picture because this is an audio experience for our listeners. Can you kind of create... Um, a visual for people. What what does a missile silo residence look like? There's an escape hatch. That's one piece of it. <laughs> Start with the way to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. So that's like your you, front door. Uh, no, the the front door is I think down through the silo. It's it, you you enter via a ladder. It's basically how a do you whole... get Amazon packages? That's what I want to know. Well, you you do have an uh, the person that bought the one in November is going to build an above ground structure because each of mm. these comes with acre, acreage around it. So you would build some sort of above ground structure and mm-hmm. then have the missile silo within. Okay. So there are living quarters because people basically when these missiles were active back in the Cold War, 60s, 70s, 80s, their people had to be living there monitoring these silos 24-7. What they are now is just basically a hole in the ground. You go down, you, there's there's ladders, and it's probably, I don't know exactly how many feet deep, but it, they're, they're down there. I think it's like 35, <laughs> 35 40 feet deep. Um, it's pretty it's pretty wild They're down there they're down there today the missiles are out and the payden family is in my name is edward payden and i live in a decommissioned missile base the people who buy this yeah what are they going to do with it well the guy that bought the one in december is going to make it into a massive man cave okay nice so again but we don't know the cost of what that's gonna you know it, these places need work yeah I mean, to bring them it's a cool idea, but it, the paint is peeling. It may be a safety concern because when the when the military left these places, they just basically boarded just them up, deserted it, and left it. Yeah, yeah. For so these places have been abandoned for close to three or four decades now. So 
Um, yeah, they look nasty. I'm just <laughs> going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It, but if you have a vision... If you have a vision, and again, it, the cost, I, I can't even imagine the logistics of getting... I mean, this is a lot of work. And getting a crew to go to Down. work underground. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, would you guys consider living underground? Have we talked about this? Are you freaked um, out by the idea? I would not live I, underground. How many square feet? We're we're not even sure. There, I mean, the, there's no there's no measurements done on these these silos. Okay. But figure say between the complex, I, I'm guessing four or five thousand square feet. Hmm. It all looks and not very all of vertical, that's livable. Though. I mean, a lo- there's a lot of like staircases and stairways and yeah. hallways. It looks very vertical. I mean, I I could do it. I, I and I I appreciate the guy's vision that. Well, if I were in a like unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt situation sure i could do i mean i could live underground i don't know that it would be my first choice right now these two new units just went on the market within the last week and we spoke with the agent down there and they both went on the market for four hundred ninety-five thousand. so i think maybe somebody saw that the you know the multiple offer situation in december and said hey they had a good idea <laughs> I, I got an idea here i want to get on on this uh, bandwagon I, I got this missile yeah. silo and, it, it's uh, like a fixer-upper. It's like buying a fixer-upper, essentially. Yeah, so... <laughs> underground. Underground. Underground fixer-upper. So these both went on the market for close to 500000 and the agent expects another multiple offer scenario. He's been hearing from people all around the country interested in buying one of these nuclear missile silos. I just really want to see a finished product. Oh, I'm very too. eager. I am in complete agreement with you. I want to see what this guy does... You know the guy that bought the place in December with his man cave. I want to see what that man cave looks like. Did he give any sort of indication of when he might be finished with it? No. Okay. No. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch with this agent. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll be the agent. Kit. I'll be the agent to the agent. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna broker that relationship. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> These places are both on the market for 495000 and I say bless to the buyers on both of these. In our last episode, we talked about the design trends that are going to rule 2020. We also did a story on the design trends that are going out of style. Um, Rachel, you edited the story. Am I correct? I wrote this story. Oh, right. There's your byline. <laughs> Special. Um, yeah, we want to be tell us. really clear because every... Every time we do this story, people get all up in arms. Don't tell oh, me no. what to do. I will decorate my home the way I want to. Yes, you absolutely should. These are just the design trends and um, decor styles that the um, experts say uh, we'll be seeing a little bit less of uh, in 2020. It's just things that maybe are played out. They've been trending for a while, so... Right. It's nice to shake it up. It's nice to look for some new things. Exactly. Uh, we also asked the designers what is taking the place of these just decor trends that are going out of style. So we've got a little mm-hmm. bit of information for you. Um, some of these I'm surprised about. Some of them I'm not. Have you guys uh, have you looked through it? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. And I'm, I, you know, farmhouse style, sure. I guess we're all tired of that. Millennial pink, of course. But spoiler I mean, alert. I'm sorry. <laughs> so as Eric mentioned, so some of these have been kind of um, easing their way out of our lives for a while now. Uh, uh, farmhouse, modern farmhouse, we know is evolving. Um, 
people are a little bit overtired of the Chip and Joe aesthetic. Uh, rose gold, millennial pink. Um, remember when all those rose gold light fixtures and um, accents oh, were really in? Oh, I know people who have rose gold engagement rings. Whoa. I had a rose gold uh, watch. Okay, yeah. I mean, Was it a Michael Kors? It was a Michael Kors. Wow. Hell yeah. It was, I had it was a that one. blonde tortoise Michael Kors. Yeah, I'm talk basic of, like talk that. Talk about trendy. <laughs> Very basic. But so I still love it, though. That era is... Um, is over, although pinks are not out entirely, and I think we've discussed this on the pod before. It's just that uh, we're going bolder, and that is kind of the theme of of all of these trends that are out. It's the subtleness that is kind of going to the wayside, the neutral looks, and we want to go big, we want to go bold. So, right. um, so twenty twenty is all about going big and bold in terms of color. Yeah, and patterns and making a statement with whatever you're doing in your decor. Okay. So, for instance, the one I thought was interesting um, is they said an accent wall is going out of style. So the designers are saying we're going to go from having one lone accent wall to all four walls. You're going to slather your walls in that color. Accent wall. Yeah. It's going to be. It's it's going to be a room. It's going to be a room. <laughs> a room wow. full of color. I'm mm. down for this. I think, you know, the all white look is kind of, eh, it looks clean, but it can be kind of boring. And I love the quote from uh, the expert, the woman we spoke with in this article. It, she says, if you love a color enough to paint one wall, go the extra mile by painting the entire room. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. That's <laughs> Why should that's one so wall true. have all the fun? Yes. I agree. Um, another one and... I feel like, Natalie, this one bums you out, just <laughs> knowing about you. Minimalist designs. Oh, Sorry, no, Scandinavian I, decor. It's fine. it's fine. They are going to the wayside again because we want to be big and bold. And uh, oh, Eric's shaking his head. Yeah. I mean, I the whole going going in the complete 180 and going towards maximalism, mm-hmm. that, that to me, I just don't like that. I mean, I I personally agree with you because maximalism is what we talked about, like with the the Doctor Phil Jordan <laughs> McGraw house. <That, laughs> Doctor Phil's house. That's is, maximalism. That's that like, house is the definition of maximalism. Yeah. <laughs> and so so that, I don't want my house to ever look uh, yeah, like that. That to me is not like you could walk in and you're just like, oh, I get, I'm getting a headache. I yeah. I personally agree with you. Okay. Um, but I mean, the, I think there's a balance. I think it's all about balance. And to be clear, max the definition of maximalism is, um, prints on prints crazy colors together solids with stripes um mixed with plaids mixed with polka dots it's 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 too much for me and yeah. i think it's for all of us it sounds like it's too much but it sounds like the designers are saying give it a shot well don't be afraid of taking a risk yeah right i mean the accent while they're saying i think we were playing with it and now we're saying let's just go all in right um that's the same concept here but you can do whatever you want to do if okay. you want to go all in on maximalism you can i don't I don't. I know you don't. Can Can I bring up the uh, the one that I think we've hit on this, and I think we did did a rant about it? Was the open floor plan? Are we finally? Is this finally going away? We talked about this in the last episode about design trends that are going to be big in twenty twenty, and we talked about how people want more division. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I still see a ton of listings, you know, and it seems like everybody wants to have the open floor plan. But I mean, I, I believe that you know maybe maybe switching back to the other you know the more closed off spaces 
will attract some buyers? I, yeah. I still like the open floor plan, frankly. You don't I, like it? No, I do. Oh, I do too. I don't like it when it's one giant room. Mm. Yeah. There's okay. a there's a um there's levels to the open floor plan. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, this is one of those things that I don't necessarily know that we're going to start seeing walls up everywhere, but it just might be a slow gradual definition of space. A formal dining room. Maybe. Yeah. Whoa. Another one on here is um, neon word signs, which uh, are we just going to say that just a moratorium on word art? Uh, yeah. For has, the walls? I, I feel like neon word signs was probably on this list last year. It's still like hanging. No, on. No, I think it was on the list of things that were in. I really? think this is one of those no. that was a very what? fleeting because we, we've written a couple pieces about neon being a, a very trendy look and how you can do it. And this is an example of one of those that was very fleeting. It probably had a shelf life of about two, year, three years, maybe. Right. Um, really, uh, really elevated by the Kardashians yeah. and other celebrities mm-hmm. because it's so damn Instagrammable. Right. It looks right. so great. It um, looks, yeah, it looks good when you're posing for a photo in front of something that says fancy yeah. or ooh la hot. la. Um, yeah, but but it then, doesn't make me feel safe though. Well, and <laughs> it, it's just like it, it, once once you've taken those photos, you know what are you doing with it? I mean, yeah, it's like I mean, I guess if you think it adds ambiance to your home, go for it, bless. But um, we are not we, but designers are saying that in 2020 we are finally kind of gonna flip the switch on this trend okay um pinterest and instagram be damned be damned you know who had a, a neon word art in their house who? Dr. jordan mcgraw dr phil and jordan McGraw. i should have known <laughs> dr phil and jordan mcgraw well if you're interested in knowing more about the trends to ditch in the coming year go to realtor.com you can check them out there and uh let us know do you agree do you disagree um what do you think is time to ditch this decade. It's time for winners and losers, and we have a bit of a plot twist this week. Uh, it wasn't a good week for winners. Yeah, it's which is why Eric. We have Natalie. It's it's a rare segment. We have two losers this week. Double losers. Wah, wah, wah. Double loser. The double sad trombone. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you double up that trombone for me? I will. Okay. Thank you. The first the first one is a couple that I believe you've written about in the past. I uh, have. I've written about this house. Yeah. Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari. <laughs> Uh, they just cut their mansion price again. This is their Nashville mansion that was on the market. It went on the market in 2018, which is, I believe, when you wrote about it. And they just cut the mansion price again by 800000 just within the last week. And they, it's, it's been on the market now for two years, and nobody's come forward to buy this darn thing. I know we've discussed this house before on the podcast, but for listeners who are just tuning in Mm -hmm. and probably don't remember, because I don't actually remember much about what we talked about, why do you think that they are having so much trouble selling this house? I don't know. I mean, again, maybe the market in Nashville isn't ready for... Isn't this home kind of outside of Nashville, Rachel? No. Oh, it's it's like very close to town. 
Uh, yes, it's, it's okay. in Nashville proper. But as Eric mentioned, it is on a very, very large piece of property. It's an almost nine acre lot. Yeah. Um, which just, is, you know, they it, build them, they build them on bigger lots out there in Nashville, but nine acres is still a lot. Right. And mm-hmm. just to re- just to trace the property price history in June, 2018, it came on the market for 7.9 million. They cut the price then down to 5.75 million in 2019, like late last year, kind of September last year. Deep and then, cut. I, yeah. And then again, just with, like I say, within the past week, now it's at 4.95. So we're looking at now, uh, I think it's a 30 something percent discount off the original price the only thing i would posture is that it is it the style of the house first of all it's enormous right it's on ten, an enormous lot and ten thousand square is, feet what, i'm sorry ten thousand square feet something yeah like that. uh it's sprawling and then the other thing is the architecture they've gone with a kind of uh new mediterranean vibe which doesn't quite fit with Nashville. Yeah. The exterior is that full-on Mediterranean vibe that you spoke about, but the interior, I feel like, was done by Kristen herself or, mm-hmm. or people that helped Kristen, right? I mm-hmm. mean, Natalie, do you have any light on that shed? <laughs> my my very cavalier uh, <laughs> knowledge. Yes. I haven't... So she has a TV show. Uh, it's still currently on. Like, she literally didn't say one thing to me except for one text message from her asking if I've spoken to producers from Very Cavalry. And I was like, yeah. Like, what do you want from this conversation? Um, I haven't watched it since the first season, but she's into design. She's, you know, she has a jewelry line. She has a shoe line. She's, I think she's done clothes. Um, So she has, you know, she has an eye for design. And it's kind of that white and black kind of farmhousey but like glam luxurious it's, look i i think of it as very contemporary mm-hmm. i mean the outside is very contemporary mediterranean the inside is contemporary modern mixed with a little bit of farmhouse a little bit say. of farmhouse vibe but mm-hmm. yeah it, it, but neutral colors and mm-hmm. so i i don't know if it's just the size of the house that's preventing we're gonna have to dig deep and probably do another article on what you know what local agents have to say about yeah. why this place isn't selling because uh, the decor inside looks really nice. I mean, it's staged mm-hmm. well. Photos, it shows really well. The exterior, the exterior, like Rachel said, is a little mm, for Nashville, and the the lot size is huge. But yeah, maybe people just don't want to maintain nine acres of land. Maybe that's that could, what it is. That could be too. I mean, but there's a lot of celebrities who live on large, lot, large plots yeah and you just they have help they have people that maintain that for them like it's i don't know yeah it's weird we'll figure this out we'll dig in so stay tuned but we're gonna name them one of our losers this week uh let's talk about the other loser i think we've named him a loser before now that i'm thinking about it (laughs) i think he's been named a loser just in life quite a few times by quite a few people yeah. He's had some problems. Um, Charlie Sheen uh, has finally sold his place in Beverly Hills. 
Yeah, his the in, that's the infamous place in Beverly Hills. Winning. Yeah, it's the place where he had his goddesses back when that was a thing. Mm-hmm. This house went on the market, same as Kristen and Jay's place, went on the market for $10 million in 2018. So it was on the market for quite a while. Same sort of deal. It, it was cut, The price was cut gradually over time. Uh, Charlie Sheen's last price on the home, it was on the market. It, the last cut was in the summer of last year. It was down to $7.5 million. And that was after... It debuted in February 2018 for $10 million. So mm-hmm. it was already 25% off. The buyer ended up getting it for 33% off. So paid two-thirds of what Charlie was originally asking. And what? Charlie bought it for more than... Yeah, yeah. he paid he paid $7.2 million for the place in 2006. Mm-hmm. So he uh, didn't break even on this place. And he customized it. So I'm, a lot of money was sunk into the home by him as well. Do you think that was the problem with selling it? I think it was very customized to his taste, yeah. I mean, you know, and the fact that maybe people were turned off by... The history of it. Yeah, the history of it. And all the debauchery that may have gone on there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's still, you know, it does have its merits, of course. A nice theater, you know, a beautiful backyard. But the interior is kind of that mansion-y, just overdone, overwrought. Beverly Hills, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it, but... um, Somebody was, finally. Somebody was, yeah. So the fact that it was on the market for two years and he had to take less than what he paid for it, we're going to call Charlie Sheen the other loser of this week. What, what? Sorry. Yeah, that's that's a bummer for him, but... um... That's going to be it for house party. <laughs> that's a bummer for him, but that's going to be it for house party. <laughs> I know okay. we usually we usually try to end on a happy note, uh, a positive note, but uh, I have faith that next week we'll have a winner. What yeah, do you think, Eric? I- yeah, I think I think so. This is just it's been a slow time just in general in terms of celebrity purchases and sales. I mean, it's we're just getting into the new year. It's still cold. People are getting their prices right, blah, blah, blah. And as we head into spring, we're going to have so many winners. We're going to have winners everywhere. We might have a double winner. Who knows? Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Okay. On that note, that is it for House Party. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Yeah. If you're interested in checking out any of the stories that we talked about, please head over to realtor.com slash news or put the topic into your search engine and search for that and realtor.com. It should come right up. Um, Please subscribe to House Party wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to give us a five-star rating and review. That'll help other people find our show. And give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter. We're at House Party Pod on both. We would love to hear from you there. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us. Our, our address is podcast at realtor.com. Drop us a line. Tell us what you like. Send us a suggestion. Um, we're all ears. Give us questions. We'll try to answer them on the air. We mm-hmm. would just love to hear from you. All right. Rachel, Eric, thank you. Thank you. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.